0: Hey, Next on the T Nation, thanks for tuning in to this segment of the show. I really appreciate all your support. If you're enjoying the show, please go online to podcastmagazine.com and vote for us in their Hot 50 list. Just go to podcastmagazine.com forward slash hot 50. Stay up to date with our guest schedule by going online to net. I really appreciate you. Enjoy the segment. Okay, before I get to my first guest, Rob Strano, I want to remind you about our friends over at Two Under. Two Under Men's Performance Briefs have just released their new Spring and Summer 22 collections with fun, new, and exciting prints like the Freedom 2 and 3, Santa Fe, Tigers, Zebras, and Duckies, and their new exclusive Folds of Honor collection where they donate 20% of all Folds of Honor sales proceeds to that cause. The patented Joey Pouch technology delivers maximum comfort, fit, and performance while preventing any unwanted skin-on-skin contact or chafing. Good for anything from the golf course, to the boardroom, to the bedroom. You can find these 200 performance briefs in over 4,000 golf pro shops nationwide, all Shields sports stores, all PGA Tour superstores, Golf Galaxy, Dillard's, and other fine retailers near you. You can also order them online at 200.com. That's the number 2, UNDR.com. 200, performance in your pants. Use code NEXTT20, that's N-X-T-T-E-E-20, for a 20% discount on the two-under website. Also want to give a shout out to our friends over at Golf Pride. In golf, light grip pressure releases power. Golf Pride engineered a secret the pros know. A larger lower hand encourages lighter pressure. Plus four technology is designed with four additional layers, which reduces tension in the lower hand to generate more power play plus four, and release the secret the pros know. Now available on Tour Velvet, the winningest grip on Tour. Grip confidence, grip golf pride. Okay, now back in making it a baker's dozen times is one of the top instructors in the game and the host of the Golf Kingdom TV show, Rob Strano. You can watch the Golf Kingdom on Amazon Fire TV, Blab TV, Roku, and Rob's YouTube channel. Rob's from St. Louis, Missouri, as a junior player in the St. Louis district. He won the individual low-stroke average trophy and the individual total points trophy in 1981. Played his college golf at Centenary College in Louisiana. He's played out on the PGA, Corn Ferry, and Hooters NGA Tours for 15 years, and he won there five times. Rob is annually recognized by U.S. Kids as one of their top instructors. Plus, he is one of the few teaching the game to deaf children. Rob has his Strano Golf Academy at Kelly Plantation in Destin, Florida. He's a great friend. And I'm honored to have him back with me tonight here on Next on the T. Happy Masters Week, Rob. How are you, my friend?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. And, you know, it may be a Christmas song, Chris, but all I can hear right now is what you said earlier. It's the most wonderful time (laughs) of the year. I mean, I'm sorry for singing. I've been told not to sing, but it is. It's a great week. And it's a little bit of a mixed emotion week for me this time, uh, more so than any other year, because. A couple of months ago, we did lose a very close friend of mine, the 1968 Masters champion, Bob Govey. And I've, I've known him since I was six years old. And, um, you know, I've got some great memories of spending time with him at St. Clair, Country, St. Clair Country Club, my home course in Illinois. And then, of course, at the Masters in 2019. And it's just, you know, the first time in all those years that he hasn't been at the Champions Dinner. and One of the great storytellers. And. And just um someone who was a big mentor to me in the game, and so I've just got the mixed emotions of he's just not there this year, and it's just it's just a, a guy who wore the green jacket so proudly and just honored all the traditions of the masters um i I know he's looking down on the event as all the other past champions are um and just gonna enjoy it from a different seat this year,
0: Rob, I've gotten my dander up a bit because people on social media either don't know or don't understand how great the players were on tour prior to when Tiger showed up back in 1997. And as you say, you're very close to Mr. Golby and having won the Masters back in 68, he won 11 times out on the PGA Tour, finished second in the U.S. Open in 61, second in the PGA in 62. Just talk about what a great player and great mentor he was for you.
1: Growing up where I did with Four tour players there, Mr. Golby, Jay Haas, Jerry Haas, Frank Connor, all older than me and being able to serve them. I got to see some great golf just as a, a, a another person in, in the circle of players that at our course. And to watch him up close and to see just how great an athletic he was. He was long before you had length. I mean, he was known as one of the longest guys on tour and would hit the ball, you know, at Augusta on the, the range they had at the time. He would fly into the net there at the end of the range to keep the ball from going into Washington road all the time before they built a the new practice facility. But, you know, you look back at his career and the guys that he played with and Ben Hogan, Mr. Hogan was one of his good friends when Mr. Hogan, you know, was very, very choosy in who he collaborated with on tour. And I, I love the story he tells about when they played the U S open at Olympic in the mid sixties. And Mr. Hogan said, Hey, Hey Bob, how about a practice round? He said, I'd love to. And so they played and he got from on the first team. There were people everywhere and he hit a bunch of hooks that day. He didn't play very good. They got done, and he's like, Boy, I'm glad that's over with and Mr. Hogan shook his hand and said, Hey, same time tomorrow? And he said, Sure, <laughs> I'd love to play again. So he played he played with me. And he said he played terrible in both practice rounds and then finished like ninth or tenth at Olympic that year. I think it was sixty six maybe. Um but, you know Hogan looked, had to look at the scores and go, "How did Golby beat me?" Well, that's just how great a player he was. When the bell rang, his he was he was a gamer, and and he knew how to play the game of golf. And it just was a great all-around athlete, football, and all the sports he played. Yeah, he was a quarterback. So he's he's a gamer. And when the bell rang, he was ready to go.
0: Rob, was there any advice that Mr. Golby shared with you that uh, you took into your career, and maybe you even look back on to this day?
1: Oh, wow. Um, I'm trying to think of what some of the best advice was. You know, I learned a lot from observation with him. Um, You know, one one of my favorite stories I tell about Mr. Golby was uh, I was practicing one day and he and Jerry went out to play and said, Hey, come on and join us. And I joined him and we got around to the 13th hole. And the 13th hole is a really cool part three in our course. It's it's a perched green and it's dead right and dead left. It's big slopes. It's a narrow green. And, there were bunkers on their side, and I hit the bunker on the left. And, and, the, and the green's eyeball high. And so you got to flip it out of there. And I flipped it out of there about 10 feet. It wasn't a great bunker shot, but the members were known to get in one bunker and go to the other one and hit it down the hill into 18th fairway. And I had a little 10-footer, and I knocked it in, and I grabbed my ball, and I went over and leaned leaning on my putter watching Jerry putt. And all of a sudden, this big shadow came over my shoulder. And I looked up at him, and he said, darn fine save, young man. So, you know, stuff like that, you know, it makes your your heart get bigger and you stand a little taller when a master champion recognizes you for what's a really significant play in golf. And, you know, and I think, you know, one of the things that I remember, you know, getting from him was get out there, pay your dues, and get your head kicked in because it will only make you stronger and make you tougher. And that's, you know, that's something I always lived by is, you know, golf's tough, game's tough, and you just got to get up every day and keep fighting. And you're going to get your teeth kicked in by these guys, but don't ever doubt yourself and just
0: keep going. Rob, as we look ahead to this year's Masters tournament, before we talk about who you like this week and uh, what you're looking forward to seeing, let's talk about Masters past. Is there a favorite memory? Is there a favorite year that uh, you like to go back this time of year and rewatch? Um, that's
1: a good question. You know, you know, one of my favorite ones is kind of obvious is 86. With, with Mr. Nicholas Winning. Um when I when I went home for, for Mr. Goldberg's Memorial Service, I watched the sixty eight Masters, which is the one that he won. And um I've probably watched it ten times and I pick up on different things every time because I almost live vicariously through that event because I knew him. So I watch, I can kind of feel and think what he's doing and um and I pick up something new every time. Like I, I picked up which, what interesting thing when I watched it on the flight to St. Louis was after making Eagle on 15 and hitting the three iron in there with Bobby Jones at the time called one of the greatest long irons he had ever witnessed, um, he walks to the 16th tee and he stops at the ball washer and washes his golf ball. And I'd never noticed that before. And it's just such an odd quirky thing to see because you don't see ball washers on golf courses anymore. And you certainly <laughs> don't see him at Augusta National pretty stops and he washes his golf ball and he goes on to the 16th tee. But I enjoy watching that one because it's a vicarious experience for me. Um, having known the man so well, um, you know, 86 is a good one. Um, 2019. I love watching that one because I was at that event. You and I were both there um, right. to meet Mr. Golby at that event. And um, I, I was around Tiger on that Monday. I was very close to him and, you know, so that one once again is kind of a vicarious one, and then the other one I watched is seventy eight which was my first ever masters, which was the one won by Gary player and um, I enjoyed watching that one because I was there for the final round of that, and I remember some of what I saw and heard.
0: Rob switching gears a little bit as you were growing in the game, you saw the transition the equipment transition from Persimmon Woods and Ballata golf balls to metal woods and Three piece golf balls and the ball, golf ball continues to evolve each and every year as, as does equipment, but I wanted to get your thoughts, going back and looking at what what it was like for you growing up in the game and the equipment you used there and to what we have now, how drastic is the difference
1: i I personally think it's it's drastic in, in, in one odd way in that when you talk drivers, you search for the certain club. The look of it, the grain had to be disliked. It was a certain insert. And when you found that, it became a favorite friend. I had a a persimmon driver that I used for about four or five years, and it got a little crack in the neck. And I was panic-stricken because I had two backups that were virtually the same color, but they weren't. And so I remember taking the trick with a, a crack in a driver was you took fingernail polish, Clear fingernail polish, and he kept coating it to try to seal the crack, and it 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 did never it never failed me, but boy, I was panicked. But you searched for that perfect driver. Now they're just stamped out of a machine, and then there's no differentiation between them. So you've lost that that personal kind of fun part of the game where you the clubs were almost friends and family members, um, <laughs> and now it's it's they're they're hot, they're all hot. They're all the same. And so you've lost a little bit of that that nuance of the game. And, of course, the golf balls, we talk about it. the things that the, the kids and the, the college kids and the young tour players don't know about. When you had a ball, you changed it every three holes because you knocked the dang thing out of round. And, you know, and you could curve it 40 yards. Um, now, it, it, you know, you can still curve it, but you've got to really work to do it. Back then you did it, hitting those low risers that would go ten feet off the ground and go straight up like a jet. You know, you, you could do all kinds of crazy things with those golf balls. So there's been a lot of nuance lost, lost in that stuff. Um We can call it the shot making. I don't know if it's better or worse because the game's in a really great spot right now. It is what it is. And it's just a, an era that's gone by. And it's just fun to plot those old clubs and look at them periodically.
0: Rob, right, we haven't talked since the whole Phil Mickelson-Saudi League thing exploded. want to get your thoughts on the price that Phil paid. Is it appropriate? Too steep? What are your thoughts about how that whole thing transpired and went down?
1: I think that's the craziest thing I've seen in a long time. And, and it's amazing. I looked at the Champions Dinner picture last night at Augusta, and I, I, I named all the players, and I went, Wait a second. Mickelson's out there. He skipped the champions dinner. He didn't even go. So whatever's going on, I don't claim to know anything, nothing, zero, less than zero. Whatever's going on, there's some interesting, you know, purgatory he's in right now that he is invisible in golf. When was the last time you had a guy that could physically play the masters that Wasn't there that was a past champion? It wasn't even there for the dinner. So, you know, the 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 way the whole thing played out and the way it was introduced is just very interesting. Um, I I don't know what more to say to it. It's it's biting the hand that feeds you and kind of forgetting what what the role of things are here. I always tell players, young tour players, this simple message. And, and the veterans like John Cook following me, you know, big night for him following me on the show. I know, I know he's going to do well, but you know, I know the pressure's on him to follow me. Really but, is. But you know, what is the PJ tour? It's a traveling circus of entertainers. And our job is to come to town, to show off our game. And the perks are we get paid to do it, but it's about raising charity, raising money for local charity. And, and the people in the community go, you know what? We think we can raise a lot of money by doing this and we're going to devote our time and get volunteers that will give their time to, to bring in this event for a week with this traveling circus and, and entertain the local people and make some money for our charities. And that's our only role. And the fact that we can make a career out of it and make money at it and, and fame now, um, we, the players have kind of lost that little bit of mindset, and I really, really drive that home to the players I coach. That's that's your, your role, and yes, we want to play well and win and compete, but that's what it is. I think Phil Phil's lost in the maze of that also. He's, he's there to entertain, and that's what you want to do.
0: Rob, one more before I let you go, and you do a great job on your show, The Golf Kingdom, of giving us some simple tips in your KISS segment. Keep it simple, Strano. What is a simple tip that we can share with the audience tonight that can help us improve our game, take a stroke or two off? Simple
1: setup one. Something I seem to fix. I fixed it twice today and two new students is players setting up the ball poorly. If you can't set up correctly, it's hard to make a good athletic move. I'm going to give you a simple thought. I'm going I'm to ask you a question. Chris. Okay. Uh-huh. Real simple. I ask this every lesson. Okay. You ready? Yep. When you set up when you set up, are you facing the golf ball when you set up to hit it? Yes. Yes or no? Yes. No. No? I'm not facing the golf ball? No. You are facing behind the ball. Ball is left of center for every club you hit. Therefore, your belt buckle, your sternum, your buttons on your shirt are facing behind the ball. With driver, the driver is I'm gonna say depends on the size of the person and everything. The driver is a foot ahead of where a short iron may be. Maybe not a foot, but it's ahead. And players will face the driver. They will turn their chest and belt buckle and face the ball. Therefore they are wide open and they're wondering, why do I slice it? I feel like I swing good because you're wide open. Players out there, keep it simple, Strano. kiss. It's your <laughs> bell buckle. It's your button facing behind the ball. Get your grout grout on your tile floor. Get that checkerboard. Get set up and go, okay, this line coming towards me, it's going to go on my left heel. That's where the driver ball position is. Here's my stance width, and I better not be facing where the club is touching that grout line. I better be facing behind it. Do that. Commit to that, and I bet you'll get rid of that slice. There you go.
0: Rob, before I let you go, i got to get a couple of picks from you for this weekend. Who do you like? Chris, I've
1: got this envelope here. It's, it's been hermetically sealed on Funkin Wagner's porch noon new today. No one yet, no one knows the contents of this envelope except me, and it is my master's pick. So now I will reveal to the world Ooh. the winners this year. They, they, okay. They, they, one of these two guys will win. You ready? Here we go. Yep. I'm opening the envelope. I'm pulling out the card. It says this. The American, if an American wins, it will be Gary Woodland. If it's wow. an international, if it's an international, which I truly strongly believe it will be, it will be Shane Lowry.
0: Wow, I would Should have go. not expected you to go either one of those directions with a uh, with a U.S. player and an international player. But uh, I always
1: I, I always pick one
0: of one both of those guys.
1: Yep, I mean Woodland's been been solid. Should have won at big hill, except for the flub bunker shot on seventeen, then right there, he's won a major. Um I watched him on the putting green the Monday after he had messed up at Bay Hill and, and given that one kind of kind of away. And he was on the putting green. Putting stroke looked good. He was making putts. It looked he looked unfazed. And he's he's a little bit of a dark horse but he can move it out there. And Stane Lowry's been great all year. And so I I, I there's my guys.
0: All right. We'll see how you do. We'll follow up after uh, the show and after the tournament to see how those picks work out. Rob, remind our listeners how they can stay up to date with all the great things you're doing. Watch your TV show and follow you on social media.
1: StranoGolf.com. That's the website. Everything's there. Social media, obviously. Rob Strano, Strano, Golf, And the Golf Kingdom TV show is on social media everywhere. You can tune in via the Golf Kingdom app. Download it from the App Store. All the shows are there. I have a daily feed. So I put up all kinds of stuff. Um, And then the show is also on mainly Roku, Vimeo, and on Amazon Fire TV. So the show's there. It's the number one golf variety show. We have a lot of fun. Um,
0: We teach with a lot of skits and props.
1: And it's it's a blast, and I love doing it and hosting
0: it. Rob, you're the best, my friend. I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your night to come back and be a part of this show. We'll see how your picks do. But I look forward to catching up with you again real soon.
1: Always good talking to you, my friend. And thanks again for having me.
0: You bet. Take care, Rob. All the best to you and your family. Thanks, Chris. That is the great Rob Strano. Rob Strano Golf. StranoGolf.com is the website. You can follow him on Twitter, Instagram. And again, the, the Golf Kingdom is a funny show. Rob, Rob's a, you know, as a card and, and he makes the show fun to watch, makes you laugh. And, but along the way, you're learning a bunch. Again, they, they keep it simple Strano segment. It's something really quick that's going to make a difference in your golf game. He throws those out there every week, but his instructional and his build segments and all of those sorts of things, you have fun. And then along the way, you say to yourself, you know what, that's going to work. And you go out and you practice it, and then the stuff that he provides you actually makes a uh, marketable difference in your golf score. So always fun having Rob as part of the show. I look forward to catching up with him again soon.